This host was on the prices right. Who could it be? Who is it? The correct answer is Andrew McKay. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 92.3. 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. is, you know, I'm just going to take uh, take my car. I'm going to go have a couple of drinks early. I'm going to come home before the new year. Uh, and it always ends up one drink leads to four to six. And then they end up staying past the new year. And then that vehicle is out there. Don't don't be tempted to do that. Again, just take another way there. Take an Uber, take a cab, take some other way to get to, to your celebration destination without using your own vehicle. And and we would love that when Mike comes on next week and talks to Andrew that we had zero incidents. Not not the two like last year, but this year we want zero incidents. All right, Ray Walker set it up and made it so I had to ask the question, where to go producing my show for me, Ray? Uh, <laughs> no, it's a fair question, though. Hey, hey what? Co-producing, fair enough. Uh, Mike Wood, public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department, joins us now. Mike, welcome back to the show. Good morning. Good morning. So, how did New Year's Eve go? Well, I have good news and bad news. Outstanding. Um, the bad news. The bad news is that we had DUI arrest. Uh, the good news is there were only two, just like last year. Now, two is too many, but it could have been much worse. And, and I'm curious if you know, the two that were arrested, were they citizen tips, were they police observations, or were they drunk as a result of some other traffic infraction? You pulled them over and discovered them drunk. I don't know. I just have the numbers on, on what we arrested on New Year's Eve, okay. um, but I can get that for you. I'm just always, you know, because I, I have called people in who were who driving drunk before, and I always kind of wonder, you know, what comes of it. And I know it's, you know, the recommendation if you, you know, you do see somebody because they are a danger, especially, I mean, if they're weaving enough yeah. and slowing down and speeding up and, you know, doing all that kind of stuff, then you know what's going on. And, you know, they're a danger to everybody, so... Yeah, you know, back in the day, before cell phones, the only way you would get caught for DUI is if you ran into something or an officer got behind you. Those days are long gone, and I've said this many times before. We've got everybody with cell phones now, and most of the people will call us. We get the calls often about vehicles that are swerving or sitting at green lights or doing all kinds of other weird things in traffic. So we've got the citizens looking out for us, and a lot of arrests do come from calls like that. Very good, which is why why you should call. You know, if you see something, say something. That's true of a drunk driver like anything else. We've had a couple of um, we've had a couple of very unfortunate incidents, including now th- this one, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first of two times that this person was shot or shot at. But this is the drive by on Blunton Ninth Avenue on Saturday, right? Yeah, he was uh, sitting in a vehicle at Ninth and Blunt and uh, shots came from another vehicle, hit his and struck him, and he drove himself to Baptist Hospital, um, only to be released and shot a couple days later um, out in the county. So, yeah, I'm not sure what to make of that. There's something going on. I don't know if his luck is just horrible or or, uh, or what's going on with that, but it's being investigated by two agencies now. Nobody's that unlucky. <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah, you didn't. Which, yeah, there's... It's just it's scary. Th- not happy with him, or it's just bad luck. I don't know. And it's of course scary to think about that happening on the open roads at a traffic light. Because 
look, we know that a lot of these things happen with people who are already engaged in bad behavior, but obviously these imbeciles are not the best marksmen. And so anybody could be a victim, a bystander, somebody in another car. I mean, this is horrible stuff to have going on in our streets. Yeah, it is. And Ninth and Blood normally is a very busy intersection. We're fortunate that this happened very early in the morning when there was almost no traffic. So, um, yeah, that's something that, that, that sometimes these people don't think about. They, they have a target in mind. That's all they think about. Uh, and they fire 15 or 20 shots, and every one of those bullets is going to strike something. And that's what's so incredibly dangerous about it. Now, and again, like we know who the victim is, but I'm assuming he's not cooperating particularly with you guys or with ECSO. Is that right? Uh, I'm not familiar with with the, whether he's cooperating or, or not. I know that I've said it many times. So is Sheriff Simmons how about how these people are just are not cooperating. They they want to take care of it themselves. Which again, you know, one shooting can breed another one. That yep. too is dangerous. Um, but yeah, it, it's very very frustrating at times to to get information on these shootings. Uh, we also had, and you and I had not had a chance to talk about it. It was kind of fresh news when you talked about it last week, this horrible death of Terry Barkley uh, over on the um, uh, the train trestle, uh, over on, uh, uh, like, by Chimney Park kind of vicinity on uh, off Scenic. You know, his, God, his son had been a volunteer, had worked with us as an intern, a really sharp kid. Um, do we know at this point anything more? Was it, because the way I understood the story was that he was, basically on his phone, I assume he had his earbuds in and wasn't paying attention, walking the wrong way on the tracks, which is a crime to begin with. But do we know anything more at this point? Well, we know that he was walking in the same direction that the train was traveling. So the train would be coming up from behind him. Right. And the conductor said that uh, they blew the horn and he was focused on his phone. There, There was no doubt he was focused on his phone. He was swiping on his phone with his finger. And, you know, that that's all we know at this time. You know, we're, we're scratching our heads on it, too, as, as to um, how he could not hear the train. But um, it's a sad situation. And, um, you know, we're hoping we're hoping to get to the bottom of it. Just don't know if we ever will. Well, and to me, it's a reminder that when you've got your earbuds in, if they're designed well, you can't hear anything else, even loud noises. It's one of the reasons why um, and. Pardon me for not knowing the fact, but it's either discouraged or illegal to have earbuds in when you're driving in your car, right? For the same reason, because you can't hear what's going on. Yeah, it is, but we don't know that he had earbuds in. We oh, fair enough. Okay, we don't know that for sure. Yeah, so so we don't we don't we just don't know. We uh, didn't see any anything like that at the scene. Officers did look, uh, but those things are small. And uh, and could have ended up anywhere. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So I apologize for making that inference. That's my mistake for dr- going going too far. Um, you also had a carjacking. This is a this is terrifying. It was on Langley by the uh, by the elementary school, right? But I mean, not that that's connected, but that's the location. Yeah, it was a, a convenience store near near Tony, and uh, this uh, female was in her vehicle. Um, minding her business and was approached by a young, slim black male who had a gun. He pointed the gun at her and he demanded the vehicle. And she did exactly what she should have done. There were no kids in the car because if there were, that changes everything. Uh, but she she gave up the car and uh, we were able to find the car a short time later in Gulf Breeze. So um, the, the suspect is still at large and we're hoping to, uh, you know, if anybody has any information on that, that they would let us know. There's no car, no wallet, no purse, no jewelry worth dying over. Because stuff can be replaced and people can't, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's what insurance is for. And even if it's not insured, it's not worth you getting hurt over. Absolutely. Um, 437-1620, if you've got any questions for Mike, text them in. We're going to take a quick break and do traffic here with Candy Cullerton.
Uh, now we're not showing any slowdowns or delays. Taking a look over by Langley. No problems there. No, no problems on 9th either. Certainly if you see something, let us know. Traffic tips. Text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative. Local. Dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Mike Wood, the public information officer with the Pensacola Police Department. Uh, Mike, uh, we always like to end with some kind of a cop myth or a did you know you got one for us this week? Yeah, this is a did you know, and a lot of people get these two terms mixed up, so I'm going to give you the quick version because we'd have to have 30 minutes to go into this real deep, but people get murder and homicide mixed up. A Uh lot of people think they mean the same thing, and in a way, in a way they do because all murders are homicides, but not all homicides are murders. So the homicide is is the death of a person by another person. There is justifiable homicide, and when it comes to unjustified, that can be murder and that can be manslaughter. So that, that's the difference. There is a difference between the two. Uh, you know, all murders are homicides, but not all homicides are murders. The logician in me can't help but say this. You need me a Venn diagram. <laughs> that's what we're talking about, yeah. right? Every, so, so murders are a subset of homicides. And, of course, some homicides. Exactly. What's that? Yeah, and then you've got you've got premeditated murders, you've got mm-hmm. felony murders, you've got homicides during drug dealings, you've got second degree murder, then you've got voluntary manslaughter, involuntary manslaughter, DUI manslaughter. It goes on and on and on. And that's why I said we would have to have about 30 minutes to go into all of it. Uh, but the main point was that there is a difference when you're speaking about murder and homicide. There is a little bit of a difference. In Florida, There's a big difference, actually. In, in, in Florida law, is there a separate category for negligent uh, homicide um, or is that simply a ca- classified as manslaughter? Well, yeah, that gets into the manslaughter. Area, okay, yeah. all right. Uh, but the justifiable that would be, for example, self-defense. Uh, that would be a that would be a separate subset of homicide, still, but certainly not murder and not even manslaughter because it's a legally allowed or legally justified act, right? That's exactly right. Very good. I love to have clarification like that. All right, I have one for you though. Okay, because you and I talk, we do these cop myths all the time, and we talk about, you know, how TV and movies get your profession wrong almost as if they're trying to do it on purpose. They get it wrong so consistently. But I do have a question because I was watching a movie recently, and when I was watching it, what I was thinking is, I wonder if this might not be the most true-to-life police movie that there is. Officer, officer, can you get my kitty cat out of the tree? No problem, ma'am. Oh, no, no, please. <laughs> so I have to ask you, I have to ask you the question as inaccurate as the supposedly true to life crime dramas and cop shows and movies are. Is it is there a chance that Police Academy might be closer to accurate than anything else? You wouldn't believe how close. <laughs> um Listen, I've been through a police academy in the state of Kentucky and in Florida. And in Kentucky, we had to stay there sort of like police academy. And every class has a hooks and every class has a tackleberry, you know, uh, but maybe not to those extremes. But but most officers can tell you, yeah, that that movie wasn't that far off on personalities. So that that's so, wow. So, I owe you twenty bucks, Andrew. I guess you do. Yeah. So the the personality types might be a wee bit amplified, but it's only a little bit um, compared to. Re- that's so funny. Oh my god, that's wonderful. All right. Well, and I love that you are so first name familiar with all of the characters in that movie. That makes me smile in my heart. What about uh, Super Troopers? Is uh, that close? Candy has super troopers. Is that close? 
Mike? Um, that, that, that's a little far. That's a little far away. I'll stick to sleep. Yeah, candy. Ooh, okay. Come on. Well, no, no, that makes me feel better. <laughs> except for the except for the tight shorts. All right, Mike Wood is the uh, public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Hey, summer gear is important. Um, Mike, as always, thank you for the work that you do. Thanks for uh, informing our audience. I appreciate it, sir. Thank you, sir.